Fed can just print more money out of thin air, but the government's always going to be in debt to the Fed. everybody welcome back to another episode of dangerous world podcast and in this one i again tried to do something a little different talked with a man named brandon williams and he runs the website titled one stupid uh sounds nothing like what it actually is it's a very very interesting little site here all about uh you know state national resources and becoming more independent of the system. Um, The stuff that a lot of the community might know as the sovereign citizen idea, but if you listen to what he says here, that is a complete oxymoron. It's not something realistic, and more than likely, like a lot of other things out here, is something to kind of distract from the true goal of becoming what is referred to more accurately as a state national. Now, um, they reached out to me a little while ago, and I wasn't familiar with the man's work, I'm not going to lie, um, but I'm incredibly happy that I got the chance to talk with Brandon here, and we're hoping to talk with him again soon, so stay tuned for that. I definitely want to learn more about this kind of information, so check out onestupidfuck.com. He's written a couple of books, Don't Be a, a uh, Slave to Your Clients, and Love is a Battery. And he's working on another book, but as you find out right when we start talking, he got completely sidetracked and started focusing more on what I think you would all agree is more important information. This is incredibly interesting stuff. Talking about the social security card, talking about um, you know different ways that your name is written in order to bind you to contracts falsely. Uh, stuff like that. And I'm not educated when it comes to this stuff at all. There's people out there that really look into this and you've heard others on other shows probably talk about becoming a state national and, and not being bound to any contracts, including like mortgages. Um, I'm sure titles for like vehicles and things like that, or, or loans, payment plans, things like that. It's incredibly interesting. And uh, the guy comes at this from sort of a, you know, goofy state rather than, you know, excuse me, rather than being so serious, um, you know, coming coming at it from a fun perspective. Uh, from what I understand, he likes to dress up as a pickle when he, uh, you know, fucks with the government. So it's kind of funny. You know, this is stuff that really I didn't take any interest in. I thought that it was all BS, you know, hearing other people talk about it. But the way uh, Mr. Williams here lays this out is is much more cut and dry. He showed me a few definitions, which we'll get into. The video version of this will be available on the Patreon, of course. Uh, and I'm going I'm to make the video version available to everybody since I don't have 
uh, bonus content for this episode other than a video. We do go through some visuals, um, and, and it was just a you know, very educational thing. I am working on something um, to serve as a, a, you know additional bonus content for this, and that'll be something that is kind of diving into the different rituals that we go through on a yearly basis, whether it be our birthday, uh, the naming of a child, the death, Christmas, some of these bigger ones, right? Um, I'm working on a big Christmas episode, maybe a two-parter uh, about the idea of the cosmic Christmas and all this interesting stuff that I've been coming across lately. But for now, I want to focus on Brandon's work here. And Brandon doesn't charge for his work, so I would feel guilty putting the uh, information behind a paywall. Um, you know, I, I do like to fulfill my obligation to my patrons, though, so the video will be there. But uh, yeah, this is incredibly, incredibly valuable stuff to learn. Uh, blew my mind looking through my IDs and my debit cards and my social security card and all this stuff. All that information, anything that's binding you to a contract is your name is written in capital letters. And that's very significant. And you'll find out why that's interesting. They also have, um, or he brings up this idea that when you see something like for me living in Arizona on a contract, it'll say in the state of Arizona, and that's in capital letters. That is not the state of Arizona. As he says, that's in a different location. I'm sure you can guess where, but he gets into all this stuff. I want to keep this intro as short as possible. I just did really want to thank Brandon Williams for coming on. Uh, check out his site. Again, onestupidfuck.com. State National Resources is really the stuff that I said he's focusing on lately. There's an entire section on that. A public notice, free contract killer course. He calls the courses to learn this information contract killer courses because you're literally killing your contracts. You're not... A, a fucking hitman here you're killing your contracts and it's a play on words obviously so you know government out there probably getting a little upset with the way that that's worded but fuck them this isn't their business this is our business right so um i like this stuff a lot and i'm going to definitely be trying to focus on this any way that i can save money uh any way that you can save money and we can help you guys save money that's that's a big deal for all of us right and i think the number one way to save money is to pay the minimum amount of taxes possible. Uh, not cheating, not doing anything illegal, obviously. Um, but, you know, a lot of these lending systems are pretty predatory and we don't uh, get the fair end of the deal with a lot of these things. So I thought this was just great stuff. So big again, big thanks to Brandon. Check out OneStupidFuck.com. I'm going to shut up right after I ask you, to support me over there on Patreon, okay? Growing the show, it's been fun. I love doing it. Um, you guys are are getting me in the direction to where I can do this uh, and and really focus on it a lot more, and it's just been awesome. So, patreon.com slash dangerousworldpodcast. I am going to have a, new, a few new shirt designs come out uh, in time for Christmas, and I'm really trying to focus on getting caught up with everything at the store there. So I'll let you know when I'm all caught up and when everything is smooth. But, uh, you know, being a one-man operation gets a little tough sometimes, but I'm very grateful for it. This is awesome stuff to do. So you guys are awesome. Hope that you enjoy this episode. Video of this will be available to everybody over there on Patreon. And uh, some more bonus content coming over there uh, this afternoon, we'll say. All right? Pretty shortly. So thank you, guys. Enjoy Brandon Williams and the very informative talk that we have here.
What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Dangerous World Podcast. I'm here with Brandon Williams, and I'm excited to learn a thing or two. The man is uh, writing some interesting books. From what I understand, you're promoting a new book as well. Uh, the two that you've put out, Don't Be a Slave to Your Clients, back in 2019, and then Love is a Battery in 2020. And this new one, Martyrdom and Escapism, sounds pretty damn interesting. This is coming out uh, hopefully early next year. Um, but in 2023, I, I know that this is coming out next. Uh, first of all, dude, what's going on with you, man? <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah, I, uh, you know, all the, all the research and everything that I'm doing that I'm becoming really big and known for right now, all stems from research that I was actually doing for my book on martyrdom, martyrdom and escapism. And then now I'm at this whole other massive, humongous side path that is consuming my entire life and, and has really been the thing that's caused everything to really start exploding for me. Um, but yeah, ultimately I'm going to come back around the bend and mm -hmm. finish that book. I have no idea when, cause right now I'm just totally dialed in on, on state national processes and how to get out of the, the system and, 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 and researching. And I have like a ton of different experimental projects that I'm in the middle of doing and I'm doing them all at the same time. And it's just kind of crazy. So. That's kind of how I work, man. We kind of talked yeah. about that a little bit. I'm very, very unorganized. It sounds like you're much more organized than I am, but I like what I've heard. You know, it, the idea of getting out of the matrix, getting out of the system and making yourself, I mean, essentially, and I, I don't know if this is the right terminology, but like an independent citizen um, or independent person, you're not, I mean, the government, as far as I'm concerned, isn't helping me make any money. Um <laughs> You know, so why do I owe them? This is like mafia tactic shit. I really don't understand it at all, but it's something that's ingrained into our heads that, you know, we're kind of scumbags if we get caught evading taxes. They kind of embarrass celebrities by, uh, you know, saying that they're embezzling money and things like that. Um, yeah. So I, I, first of all, man, I got to ask you, what got you interested in this whole topic? Because it's a very uh, seemingly dangerous one, honestly. Uh, yeah. So, uh, I was, I was being, uh, I took over a company that I got for free, uh, because it was super fucked up. Uh, and part of getting that company for free had pros and cons associated with getting that company for free. Right. The cons were financial and government related. Right. And okay. so there was a couple government agencies that were not too happy with the, with the corporation. And I got kind of, threatened or slammed pretty hard by one of them and that sort of rolled into this whole going to a bunch of people and asking them what i should do and them telling me like oh you should just do a payment plan and just call them and do a payment plan and everything will be fine just just do a payment plan they'll accept your payment plan i'm sitting here thinking like these these mafia fuckers are coming to me telling me that i owe them money based off of fabricated whatever and these like high-end lawyers and accountants don't have a ball sack at all. And they're telling me that I just have to make a payment plan with these people. Like, uh-uh, there's something wrong here. First off, I couldn't make a payment plan because we yeah. had no money, right? Because it was a it was a burning building, basically, of a business. And uh it had it had some really, really it was like a 35-year-old company and it was a close friend of mine's dad's and he wanted to take it over and 
I was involved with the family. So there was a, it wasn't just a straight, like financial economic type of decision. It was a, a little bit more on the, it, 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 my, be, my other best friend was a salesperson in this industry. It's landscaping for many years. We had talked about taking on a landscaping company for years. He was actually available. It was like the, all the stars were aligning for this thing. And, and it just, it just felt so right, even though it came with some pretty nasty ball and chains, basically. That's that's huh. the long story short, right? Okay. And uh so I was like, fuck this. I'm not I'm not making a payment plan. I'm just not doing it. Uh, you know, and 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 I'm gonna figure out how to end this and and fight back because this is this is bullshit, honestly. Uh and that's kind of how everything started. I was I was basically in in terror. And not even sleeping well and like grinding my teeth and like fucking freaking out and calling my business partner like every couple of days, uh, scared to death for about six months. And then and then after that, I was just like, that's it. Like something has to change and and I'm done with this. So I had a friend of mine who is actually a client of one of my other companies, and she had been trying to tell me about all this stuff for a while and I was always like, yeah, it's kind of scary. I don't really want to learn it. And she's heavily involved. She actually, she actually runs the California assembly here in California, which is the, the original non-incorporated government being reborn out of the fucking graveyard. A lot of States have these assemblies actually that nobody knows about it, but they're, they're there, they're practicing. They have uh, connections with the sheriff's office. It's a whole, there's a whole underground movement. What are those calls? They're called assemblies. Okay. Like the California assembly. I'm assuming every single state pretty much probably has one. It's it's mostly volunteers. So I'm assuming if you looked up New Jersey assembly or New York assembly or Florida assembly, you'll probably find one or more groups that are in your state. I would assume certain states are interesting. Like, for example, uh, I think Arkansas like the way that they're legally structured is still very old school. The actual original legal structure of Arkansas, some of the stuff about Arkansas, especially about like, um, like, uh, like property ownership, not to get off on too much of a tangent, but I believe it's Arkansas that all property ownership in Arkansas, I could be wrong on that. I think it's Arkansas is all allodial, which means it's, it's non, it, you, you actually, legally own your property when you own property in Arkansas. Most states aren't like that. A lodial uh, okay. title, right? So an allodial title means that you don't pay property taxes. You don't, you don't, you're not underneath any permitting laws. You don't need to get permits. You don't need to get any approval from any other government terminal. You don't pay property. You don't do nothing. You own the property. If you want to, if you want to burn it, if you want to burn everything on it, or if you want to build a skyscraper, whatever the fuck you want to do, it's it's you're you're essentially the lord over that land. It's called mm. it's called land held in allodium, right? So anyone in any state can get an allodial title to their property, and it's part of the free course that I have on my website, the Contract Killer course, that goes into how to do that. But um, uh, uh I believe it's Arkansas is a, a, a title held in allodium. All titles are held in allodium in in Arkansas. There could be other states too. Like if someone said like Montana was the same thing, it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, there there's a few states that kind of come to mind that I, if I were to really take the time and and dig through 
their local statutes. I probably wouldn't be too shocked to find stuff like that. Well, let California me ask you this is not one of them. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say California. I mean, they they are no. really good at removing people's rights over there in California. Oh yeah, you know? but but you can still get all your rights back. I have I have more rights here in California where I sit right now on this couch than almost anybody in the entire country anywhere by far. I really. Mean, Florida at times 10 doesn't even come close to where I'm at right now in California. So it has nothing to do with location. It has to do with knowledge and understanding of the legal system, because um, once you, once you understand the structure, uh, especially jurisdictional structure of law, uh, you just, you just file some paperwork. It's, it's not quite that simple. A lot of it's educational based. So, so I always tell everybody the same thing to, to do this kind of stuff is 90% education and mindset. Actually, no, it's probably like 95% education and mindset. And then 5% actually filing documentation. <laughs> so the mindset being just like, I'm not going to get intimidated by these people. I'm going to do, I'm going to, you know, do what's right here and, you know, get my rights back, all this stuff. Right? Uh, it goes, it goes quite a bit beyond that. It, it goes all the way to the point where it's like, it's like, the, the the government, the federal government, Washington, D.C., is a private for-profit corporation, okay? Yeah. And that's defined right in the United States Code. People are on, on the internet arguing about this. There's nothing to fucking argue. Literally, the definition, I could screen share right now, but... Sure, well, I can... Yeah, you want to screen can... share right now? I'll show it to you yeah. guys. So so if we screen share right now, I'll screen share my uh, my my... Can you see this? Yes, it's uh, loading up here. Okay, so let me. Uh, I have to find it on my website because I lose track of some of this shit a little bit. But if you go to onestupidfuck.com, I like this. Oh, you haven't seen the website yet? No. Okay, so 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 twenty eight USC three thousand two twenty eight USC three thousand two. Uh, you click the first item and you go down and definition A in section 15, United States, the definition of the term United States, A, is a federal corporation. Wow, that's at Cornell Law School. Yeah, this is wow. uh, 28 USC section 3002 subsection 15 definition A right here. Okay. Now, what's the definition of a corporation in that in that, you know, a federal corporation? I understand that, you know, the corporation means it's like a, you, you think company, uh, but then it, there's it, the corpus. There's the uh, the body. Right. I mean, like there's all kinds of things in there. But the definition that they're going with there. Uh, no, it literally means it literally means corporation. It literally means company, private, for profit, incorporated company. Wow. Okay. That's the definition of United States. So so when you have a tax form like a W-9 and it says, how much money did you make in the United States? What they're actually asking you is they're asking you how much money did you make that came from the District of Columbia? They're not asking you the 50 states of the republic. There's two different countries in America. There's United States, which is the private for-profit corporation, the federal corporation. And then there is the United States of America or the Republic of the United States, which is a completely separate country by law. The District of Columbia is not even really a country. It's actually a giant 
separate foreign corporation. That's actually what it is. And I'll show you the proof on that right here. This is going to be. This is where the uh, social security cards come into effect, right? From what I understand. Again, I'm a total rookie when it comes to this knowledge. So if I say something stupid. Uh, all that ties in. Yes. But here's here's the proof to where is the United States located? Okay. So this is the uh, the Uniform Commercial Code, Section 9-307. If you scroll down to Section H, it says here in black and white. What does it say? Read that. Location of the United States. The United States is located in the District of Columbia. So the United States is only in D.C. Exactly. So wow. when you say when you say on a on a W nine tax form, when it's asking you how much money did you make from the United States, say zero. You would say zero because United States is the the corporate element that was incorporated in eighteen seventy one. And it's just a, an additional, it's it's literally a DBA of District of Columbia. Okay. And and Cornell Law being the 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 source that you're using here, this is like the end all be all for this information. No, uh Cornell Law School just posts this this comes from the this this one here comes from the Un uniform commercial code. And this okay. last one that I shared with you comes from um uh, this one comes from the United States Code. So there's 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 three main bodies of of law. It's not really law; it's statute, but that's what people consider to be law in this fucked up world we live in. You have the 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 um the CFR, which is the um, Code of Federal Regulations. Then you have the USC, which is the United States Code, and then you have the Uniform Commercial Code, the UCC. Right. So so basically, uh. What I do is I go through and break all this down and and I dig through all of it in order to locate all of these different things and definitions and all that good stuff. So so my state national theory page was the first thing that I had written on this. This is the page that I'm showing here, and it goes down and it explains all of this. It's about the size of a book. Wow. So so this this is basically what I consider book number three. This is essentially the third book I've written because it wasn't originally the size of a book, but now it is, right? Uh, so, yeah. I'll, so this uh, is separate from the martyrdom book, though, right? This is something. Yeah, yeah. This is this is entirely different. Yeah. Wow. I actually and put I put down that book for I, it, I haven't really touched it in many months because uh, this this whole legal citizen nationality all this thing is so exciting to me that I, I i've kind of pushed everything in my life out of the way completely uh and and this is pretty much all i do now for for many months well and so you are able to you know live your life make money do all this stuff without having the government involved you pay no taxes state yeah. or federal or well, the the de the word taxpayer actually has a definition, okay. so so I can I can share a screen again and I can show it to you. I like to just show these things, yeah, rather than talk about it. If you don't I am mind. a visual learner as well, so okay, good. So so if we go to, uh, here we go. So uh, it's twenty six USC seven seven zero one, twenty six USC seven seven zero one. Okay. And then you click here, definitions. Definitions is pretty much where you're going to find all the secrets in law, right? 
Like for example, definition number one, the definition of the word person, this is one of the most important definitions in all of law that fucks up your life. So the word person means an individual, a trust, a state, partnership, association, company, or corporation. Almost nobody knows that. Even bankers don't even know that. Even lawyers don't even know that. And that's one of the most important definitions there is, but that's not what I was going to show you. Well, yeah, back to that really quick, though. I mean, what does the average individual think that a person, the definition of a person is just a human being? A human being. Yeah. Even bankers think that I've even surveyed bankers. They, I have I've I've surveyed bankers with bachelor degrees and they think that the word person means human being. And the, and the significance of the true definition here, again, include an individual, a trust and a state, a partnership, an association, a company or a corporation. There's nothing. I mean, the individual could be kind of confused to mean a human. But no, that's the reason loose. why that the reason why the definition person is so important is because when you sign your Social Security documentation and your birth certificate, the government, the for profit federal corporation opens up a trust corporation in your name in all capital letters. And in the in the sovereign citizen movement, which is horseshit, anyone who calls himself a sovereign citizen is a fucking retard. But <laughs> sovereign or king is the correct term. Okay, a citizen is someone who is the subject to the jurisdiction of somebody who's above them. A king does not have anyone above them. Sovereign citizen is an oxymoron. So it's the dumbest fucking thing in the world. If anybody wow. calls himself a sovereign citizen, don't put them on your show. Ignore everything they have to say because they're literally fucking brain dead. Okay? There's a lot of people out there leading this kind of movement or thinking that they're leading this kind of movement that call themselves sovereign citizens. Anyone calling themselves a sovereign citizen, unless they say it in the most sarcastic, hilarious way like I do, because it's the biggest fucking joke in the world. It's like calling yourself. It's like calling yourself a fat, skinny man. <laughs> okay. Literally. Okay. Or calling yourself or calling yourself uh it, it's 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 literally complete retardation. It doesn't exist. It can't exist. A smart Sovereign retard. Citizen. Smart retard. That's a smart retard. That's what it is. Okay. Right? So so when you so you hear this term straw man, you know, yes. and it's a term that I don't like to use very much because it's a lot of people use it as this like shock term. It's kind of dumb. What they're what they're trying to say when they say straw man, they don't even understand what it means most of the time. What they're saying is is that your name in all capital letters. That's what they're trying to say, which is a trust that the government opened on your behalf. So when you sign documentation at the bank and it says person over and over and over and over and over again in the documentation or for a mortgage or for a credit card or for a driver's license, what they're doing is they're tricking you into signing for the corporation, not as a human being, because corporations don't have human rights. So my social security card, which has all of its letters and capital letters there, right? Exactly. When I'm signing, uh, uh, you know, for my mortgage, right? Yeah. Uh, which I, which I am locked in, unfortunately. Um, it seems you can get, maybe you can get maybe, rid maybe, of all that, but anyways, go ahead. What's that? <laughs> you can get rid of all that, like nothing, but well, Hey, I'm interested. I'll tell you that right now. Okay. Um, but no, so you can blow away a mortgage with like your breath, like and it's just gone. It's so fucking easy. Anyways, and, and then I own this house outright with the money that I've paid already. Yeah, and then you can do an allodial title on it, and then you can sell it into a, into a trust, and then and then people can't even step foot on your property. Police need written approval from you to step on your property. Wow. Yeah, man, we're gonna talk more <laughs> for sure. Um, yeah, this sounds like a very interesting thing, man. Because, like I said, dude, I've I've I have just recently become kind of self employed, 
uh, doing the podcast full time and then, you know, getting my little side hustles in here and there. Nothing illegal. OK, not that you care, but someone listening might. Um, hey, man, it, it, it sucks and it's very stressful uh, trying to get all this shit. Now, this is I might be jumping ahead a little bit, but, you know, with health insurance and things like this, is there just like it, it, that's not a concern at that at this not, level not even remotely because you can actually you can actually file documentation with the united states treasury once you correct your status you can actually file documentation with the united states treasury to open up insurance accounts with the united states treasury where they actually put money into a trust account they act as the trustee and you're the beneficiary so you can get all your life insurance all your car insurance everything is all free for the rest of your life Wow. Okay. Well, yeah, back to what I was saying with the social security card. So like, I mean, I'm picturing it in my head right now, my social security card, everyone's social security card, their name is in all caps, correct? That's right. Because the social security account is not an account that's attached to you as the living person. It's an account attached to your trust, which is your name in all capital letters. And is that the person definition? Here? That's the definition of the word person. So whenever you see the word person, yeah, you have absolutely no idea what they're referring to. And that's the whole point, the vagueness. So the secrets in law are areas of vagueness. Any area that seems vague is loose, loose soil. You want to dig hard. That's where you want to dig. Whenever you see something vague, that's like, that's like it's, it's jumping out at you saying, Brandon, there's secrets here. And if you dig, you're going to find them. Because the, the, they get vague whenever they're trying to hide something. And there's all sorts of hidden shit everywhere. Mm. So when you see vagueness, you want to go for it. So here, right here, here's some vagueness. You ready? The definition of the word taxpayer. And this is from uh, 26 USC 7701. It means any person subject to any internal revenue tax. So by definition... Brandon Joe Williams, Brandon hyphen Joe Colin Williams does not fit the definition of taxpayer. So when they write me a letter and they say, dear taxpayer, I go, whoa, there, horsey. Whoa, wait a second. I do not fit the definition of taxpayer. Do not call me that. Do not ever call me that again because I do not fit that definition. If well, I, and a lot of people would think that the people that are subject to it would just hit a certain threshold of income, but that's not true. No, it's it's literally what it's saying here in this definition is that there by by this definition you can automatically assume because this definition shows you many different things. This definition shows you there are people out there that exist that are not subject to any internal revenue tax. Sure. Because by definition they would be a non-taxpayer. So I am I am not a taxpayer by legal definition. I am a non-taxpayer. And if you push the IRS hard enough, they will literally change your letters so that when you receive a letter from the IRS, it'll say dear non-taxpayer. Wow. And and you mentioned something that just stood out there to me with the hyphens and the colons and stuff. Is that something that's necessary in order to get out of this tax obligation? To like put those in your name? Not necessarily. I use the hyphens and the colons as a way to differentiate my human name from the trust name Brandon Joe Williams. The human name from the person name. 
from the person. Well, person could mean both. That's the part where it gets confusing, right? Okay. Tr- but I say I try to be as specific as I can possibly be. The trust name is Brandon Joe Williams in all capital letters. My human name, I write in all lowercase letters with the hyphen and the colon on purpose to make it very, very easily distinguishable between the trust name and the human name. So when I'm writing on behalf of the trust name as an agent to the trust and I'm operating and making decisions for the trust, if I so choose to do so, I'm writing it. Am I right? It's like I'm always you're always thinking you're operating as two different persons. The trust, which is a person by definition, Mm -hmm. and you as a human being, which is a person by definition, right? The thing is, is that is that they write all this stuff in vagueness all the time. So that way they can make you into whatever they want to make you into, whatever will uh, uh, benefit them, right? Whoever writes the contracts, they're writing it always to benefit generally themselves. Very rarely do you meet someone who's writing a contract just to benefit you, right? So when you write things, you're writing things and you're very, very clearly delineating when you're writing on behalf of the trust versus when you're writing on behalf of yourself. Now, you as a per- you as a human being, as a, as a spiritual being, as a whatever you want to call yourself, you have human rights. Only men and women have human rights. Okay. Trusts, corporations and birthing persons, these do not have human rights. Okay. Uh. So that's why you're seeing all this gender dysphoria in the society and what's a man and what's a woman. They're trying to destroy the definitions of man and woman because only men and women have rights. If you can no longer define them, everyone loses all of their rights. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Yeah, man. You know, I was looking into this a little while ago with from more from the corporation standpoint, like what they call a corporation, right? And that's where I saw like the corpus and the corpse, all yep. that stuff that's in the root of that. And you hear, I forget if it was Ronald Reagan or who the hell it was that said, corporations are living, breathing things. And it seems like maybe it was some doublespeak when, you know, we think as like everyday people that they're referring to like Chase Bank or whatever. But he was probably actually referring to human beings or corporations, right? Am am I off there? Uh, No. So so the 14th Amendment is basically when uh, when all. Uh, Americans were separated into two different units, right? So you have the original state citizen or state, whatever you want to call it. Citizen is not a great word to use for anything. Uh, state national, uh, state okay. national. Uh, and then you have the the U.S. citizens, which is the the federal uh, corporate created entity that doesn't have any rights, and it's basically like. Um, uh, a corporate shell, essentially, right? So what happens is people people think the definition of the word "united uh, U.S. citizen." They think that the definition of that means someone who lives in 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 the fifty states of the republic. That's not what it means. U.S. citizen. So the word "U.S." means a federal corporation, and as per UCC three dash three hundred seven or whatever the hell it was we just looked at, it's located in the District of Columbia. 
So U.S. citizen, the definition of the word citizen means, in a nutshell, you can look it up in Black's Law, but in a nutshell, it means that someone who is is openly subject to a master or under the jurisdiction of a master, right? You're opting into the system. You're opting. That's why it's called a voluntary system. People talk about how the tax system and all this stuff is all voluntary. It actually is. It actually physically is voluntary, completely, utterly voluntary. It's just that the information as to what makes it voluntary isn't located anywhere. And you can only locate little tiny bits and pieces here and there. I'm the first person that's actually taken it all and put it all together into a cohesive whole. And that's why my shit's blowing up like crazy, because I'm probably the first person to ever really do this. Right. So so. So what it is, is U.S. citizen, when you sign anything, whether it's a driver's license, whether it's a passport, whether it's when you pay taxes, doesn't matter what it is. When you say, especially under penalty of perjury, that's real trouble there. When you say I'm a U.S. citizen, what you're saying is you're saying I am a resident of the District of Columbia and I work for the federal corporation as a volunteer employee of the federal corporation. You're saying, I don't live in the the Republic of the 50 states of the United States of America. I don't have human rights. I only have the rights that the private federal corporation gives me because I live in their world. Wow. That's what U.S. citizen, that's the definition of the term U.S. citizen. That's very interesting, man. I, I, as you're saying that, you know, obviously we talked about the social security card. I pulled out my driver's license, of course, my name, my address, all this stuff's in all caps, which I never thought about. I just thought that it was maybe like just to be more clear. And then also, of course, my, my debit card, uh, my name at the bottom is, of course, in all caps. Now, this makes me ask, what's a signature? What is the idea of a signature when, when you are like, let's say me, Ryan Dean? My name in a contract, like for a mortgage, that's usually going to be in all caps as well, right? It's typed out in all caps. Generally speaking, yes, because because they they want you to sign as the trust. Because if they, if you sign as the trust, then then they kind of own you to some degree. It's much easier to manipulate you and to bypass your human rights when you sign to the fact that you aren't a human. Okay, so then when I'm signing into my mortgage, when my name's listed in all caps like that as the corporation, as you stated. What does my signature mean? Your signature basically means that uh, uh, I am the trust and I am deciding on behalf of the trust. There's a lot of different ways to sign things, though. In my free course, I cover signatures in great detail. There's a whole bunch of things to learn about that. You can actually void out signatures. You can actually sign things in a certain way where it negates all of the uh, the non-human ass. You can do all sorts of things with signatures. So that's a whole nother that's that's kind of like almost a, a larger topic in itself. You can sign I can sign anything in a way where where every single part of the entire con if the contract is five hundred and sixty seven thousand pages long, I can sign that contract in a way where every single part in the entire contract that violates any of my human rights is instantaneously voided. Very interesting. And the way that you do that is actually you write you write without prejudice above your signature. And that comes from UCC 1-308. Wow, dude. Yeah, no, there's so much here. This is just, it, it's extremely interesting to think, 
because I, I never put two and two together, why it's all cap capitalized. And I haven't yeah. heard anyone say that. Um, yeah, dude, that is, it's kind of fucking me up right now. It's, that's mind blowing. Honestly, <laughs> that's wild. And, 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 and you like, how do you find this out yourself? Uh, I I've read, uh, so, so I've watched, uh, I found some guys that are big into this area and I watched all their videos and then I found, I read probably 30 different books and I have two mentors that I'm working with, uh, one who's been doing this kind of stuff for 35 years. Uh, so, so I just d- d- dived into this head first, went hard as hell. And then, and then after about six, seven months of like literally all day, every day, reading everything I can, you know, books and books and books and books and videos and videos and mentor, mentor, mentor. I was able to finally hit a point where I was like, holy shit, I think I can piece this together into a cohesive whole. Right. So I originally published my website on March 14th of this year. And then since that time, I've continued my research and I just keep rewriting and rewriting and updating and expanding all the information that I had originally published on March 14th. It's interesting, man. I, I I love this stuff. This is very interesting to me now. I, I want to get into some uh, some of these definitions that would be important for people to know. Um, that first one that you mentioned, which I keep forgetting, my brain is so bad. Elodial is that what you said? Elodial title, yeah. Elodial title, okay. Yeah. What are some other terms like this? And elodial meaning, uh, you're not bound by the state. So 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 when you when you whenever I study words. I always study the the derivation and the etymology of the words. Where did they come from? What did they mean 200 years ago? What did they mean 700 years ago? Like when you start getting into the depth of knowledge of words, that's when you start to locate all of the secrets in law and to access your freedoms. Okay. So the word allodial comes from feudal days way way back in the feudal system where you'd have a lord and he would give he would gift uh not gift but he would allow uh, a serf to use land in exchange for taxes or whatever there was like a there was like a an, an exchange there right so in the feudal system let's say for example a serf saved one of the daughters of a king something wild happened right okay. and the king would reward the serf by by giving them a title held in a lodium. And what that means is the serf would no longer have any sort of any sort of like taxes or asking for permission or anything that the land was gifted to the serf free and clear. It's yeah. called it's called a fee simple title, otherwise known as a title held in a lodium. So he's kind of no longer a serf at that point. He's no longer a serf, precisely. So, so by definition, that means that everyone who holds a mortgage is a serf. By definition, yeah, absolutely, yeah. We live in the feudal system right now. It's no different than King James or whatever the fuck from two thousand thousand years ago. Whatever, it's the same exact system, right? It's just the difference is back then they knew they were serfs and they were okay with it, and they knew there was a king and they were okay with it. Now it's it's the same exact system. People just don't know that they're in the system that's the well we thing. feel like our votes uh you know change things you know exactly. when we vote for the president and vote for our representatives and things like that's why i think there's this delusion but yeah i mean people are are, are slowly waking up to this especially after 2020 yeah. Yeah. uh with that whole you know nonsense going on but what are some other very interesting uh you know significant terms here uh when it comes to this stuff well i mean uh like for example 
if, if you want to know more about real estate, uh, you have like a warranty deed, you have different types of deeds. When you look into what these types of deeds are, for example, let's say you paid off your house entirely, right? You'd okay. get a, a type of deed, right? If you clear up all the legal definitions of the words on that deed, what you'll find is that that deed is nothing more than a certified copy of another deed that someone actually has, and they're actually the primary allodial title holders. They are the king, and you're still the serf, even though it's fully paid off. Paying it off doesn't mean anything. You can actually discharge your entire mortgage with almost no effort. It can just, it's gone, literally. Yeah, this is the first thing I'm going to try and do uh, with <laughs> with you, and I will be uh, working with you for sure. The, so so let me ask you this really quick before we move on, because I'm actually genuinely interested in this. Um, if I wanted to get rid of my mortgage and I'm signing up with your site and, and for your help, um, am I in contact with you? If I need advice, like constantly, I can just be like, Hey dude, the bank's telling me this, the lender's telling me this, whatever. Uh, I'm not really, I'm not really doing like one-on-one stuff right now. And the reason okay. why is because it just, it would just, it would, it would, it would tie me down way too much. I am, okay. I am basically just research and discovery right now, like full, full time. I, I, all the information on how to do all the stuff is all free. It's all on my website. I have a free contract killer course. It's long. It's like 24 hours of video. I break everything down. I show you all the laws, all the definitions, everything. I sing for you. I'm making jokes. The whole thing is fucking hilarious. Yeah, I like it. Okay. So the way I do it is, is getting involved in, in what I teach is not necessarily something that you can completely and utterly do for somebody else. The most you can do is assist them to do it themselves. And the reason why is because they need to know it so well that if something happens, you're not having to hold their dick. That's how I describe it in all the videos the Uh whole time as, as you're doing it. Like the person has to be able to stand on their own two feet because I'm not trying to make money. I'm trying to create the new America. Mm. I'm not going to create the new America by holding dicks in every direction. That's not going to happen. What's going to happen is the new America. It's actually the old America being reborn. I say new America, but it's actually the old America being reborn. That's really what it is. Uh, That's only going to happen by people who can stand on their own two feet and not have to have their dicks held. Okay. Well, hey, I wasn't trying to ask you to hold my dick, you know? <laughs> uh, no, I was just, because this is something totally new to me, you know? So, I know, I know. You know I, I, I'm sure once I start looking into this, I can definitely figure it out. But yeah, the the idea of not having to, uh, A, pay taxes, B, you know, pay a mortgage, all this shit, it's obviously very appealing to everybody and all kinds of people trying to go about it, but they do it the wrong way, it sounds like. You, you, uh, there, there, there's a lot of things you can do wrong. In my opinion, um, Right now, I'm really, really big into studying uh, liens, commercial liens, uh, common law liens. I feel like from from everything I've studied so far, you, you can't really get into a whole lot of trouble with with most of the stuff except the liens. The liens is one area where you, you're kind of playing with fire, and and you really, really should have an extremely good, deep. Uh, uh, understanding of all this and you really should work on yourself enough to where you have really good emotional stabilization in your life before getting into liens liens can can land you somewhere very badly very rapidly explain this a little bit if you don't mind 
Uh, so, so basically I'm in the process of, of researching all this. This is the next part of my video series. That's going to be coming out probably in the next handful of months. Uh, so basically what you do is, is so, so there's a technology in law called a conditional acceptance. Okay. So what happens is, is there, there's these two terms in law called honor and dishonor. And I teach you all this in the free course. So, so honor is basically when when there's when you're, you're, you're there's not really any contention. It's very like good and it's like very flowy and it's like very you go back and forth. It's like negotiations would be considered honor. Dishonor is when you're freaking out, when you're angry, when it's fuck you, when you're rejecting things. You wouldn't really consider that negotiation. You would consider that like like full blown fuck you. Basically, that's called dishonor in law. Okay. Now, the only way that any legal situation can wind up in a courtroom is because there's dishonor, because courts, by law, only see disputes. So there has to be a dispute in order to go into a courtroom. If there's no dispute, then courts cannot take on the case. They don't have any jurisdiction. Even if they wanted to, they can't. So no one. So so the reason why IRS letters and and law firm letters and collections letters are so fucking nasty, they're designed on purpose to piss you the fuck off as much as humanly possible. Because when you get pissed, now they can usher you right into the courtroom. It's easy. That's mm-hmm. the whole tactic, right? Now the secret is to stay in honor. To stay in honor, it's called a justiciable controversy. That's 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 the dispute part of it, right? That's the legal term to describe the dispute. So all you have to do, all you have to do, it's very, very simple. All you have to do is stay in honor, stay out of just a simple controversy. And the way that you do that is with a legal tool called a conditional acceptance. The conditional acceptance is I was just written a ticket by the officer, by a police officer. And I tell the police officer, you know what? Boy, am I excited. This is fantastic, Officer Green. I can't wait to 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 do this with you. This is going to be so much fun. So <laughs> I accept your ticket fully. I am not only do I accept it, but I am thrilled about this ticket. But only on the condition that you prove to me the following elements. One, two, three, four. How does this law apply? Where, where is this? Where's your oath? What are the definitions of these words? What is this? 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 What is, this? What is that? And, and, you know, it's all very sane and it's all within the confines of, of really honest to God, what should be clarified in order for something like this ticket to actually become a part of, uh, of law and for me to be considered guilty of said ticket. So you're saying before you actually accept the ticket, you're asking the officer what each line means. No, what you're doing is you're, you're writing up a, a, a letter or an affidavit. An affidavit is basically just a notarized letter essentially, right? You're writing up an affidavit that basically says, uh, I, I got this ticket. I'm, 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 I'm accepting this ticket. I'm so fucking excited about this ticket. I yeah. have a, I have a veiny Snickers bar, hard on fucking cock about Fuck this. Yeah. Ticket, yeah. Right? Yeah. But I can only accept this ticket based off of the following conditions. So you're not saying that you're rejecting the ticket. You never, ever reject the ticket. Okay. That's the, that's the secret. Because that's when you go to court. That's that's when you have a justiciable controversy. As soon as you reject it, boom, justiciable controversy, boom, now you're in a courtroom. Okay. So what you do is you write up a conditional acceptance and you conditionally accept 
the presentment. That's the legal term. They're presenting a contract. Here's a ticket. You should pay it. Oh, th- thank you very much for your presentment. This is an amazing presentment. I'm going to put it up on my wall. Yeah. It's going to be glorious. I'm going to have lights behind it. And I'm going to beat off to it every fucking time. Yeah, dude, why Literally, not? Right? I like it. But I can only accept this particular ticket or or mortgage or paperwork or uh, uh, you name it under the following conditions. And you and you you basically that's where it gets obviously more complicated. You have to actually study all this stuff and understand law and understand the basics of law and this and that. And then you just write out things that, you know, for a fact, because it's actually very, very easy that they can't prove. And they know that if they proved it, they would be guilty of felonies. So all you're doing, and then you just take that piece of paper and you put it back in their court and then you give them 30 or 60 days. Now, if they don't respond to each individual point of the conditional acceptance within 30 to 60 days, the ticket vanishes. Same thing with the mortgage. The mortgage vanishes. It's like magic. It's like sleight of hand. And then it's gone. Dude, our whole system runs off magic. That's like literally what it is. Exactly. It's magic. Okay. It's all an illusion. It's literally all an illusion. Like, wow. for example, a mortgage is so fucking easy. So in contract law, in order to have a contract, there has to be equal consideration. If there's not equal consideration, by definition, you do not have a contract. So all you do with the mortgage is you conditionally accept the terms of the mortgage under the condition that they prove that there was equal consideration by them given to you that you are giving to them. They, they fucking literally physically cannot prove that because they didn't give you any equal consideration. So what happened? What would, what would an equal consideration contract look like if it was truly equal consideration? So for example, in, in America, there's literally laws that state that banks cannot loan you other people's money. Everyone thinks that banks loan other people's money. That's illegal. That doesn't the actually happen. Uh, lending thing, right? It doesn't actually work that way. It works a okay. totally different way. So what happens is, is there's, there's actually, so, so you have to study something called negotiable instruments. Okay. And most of the information on negotiable instruments is, is from the, uh, the uniform commercial code. I go into it in great depth in my free course. So, so an instrument by definition, is some sort of a of an item or contract that is evidence of a debt. If I write on here, uh, you know what, Ryan, uh, love your podcast. I'm going to give you 80 bucks in the future at some point for being on your show. And I sign it and I give it to you. This is now a uh, an instrument. A stock would be an instrument. A bond would be mm-hmm. an instrument. Uh, uh, a loan application signed by you. Agreement would be an instrument. A mortgage, right? yeah. Mortgage. Now, negotiable in law, the definition of the word negotiable means exchangeable. So if I if I wrote on here and I put on here, you know, I will pay Ryan 80 bucks at some point in the future and I gave it to you, this would be a non-negotiable instrument because it's for you specifically. But if I put the holder of this note, because the definition of the word note means an instrument, essentially. The holder of this note is entitled to eighty dollars at some point in the future, and I give it to you. Now you have a negotiable instrument. You could sell this thing, you can give it away, you can trade it, because anyone who holds this thing holds eighty dollars in value. Mm-hmm. Okay. So once you understand that and you understand how to make negotiable instruments, you can literally take a sheet of paper, you can write out a negotiable instrument, sign it, 
send it into your mortgage company, and by fucking law, they have to accept it as though it's money. Wow. So like, let's say I owe $100,000 on my house, I can do the equivalent to that and give it to them. And rather than, you know, giving them my hard earned money, they have to accept that as if it were my money. You can you can give them a piece of printer paper that's written out by pen that essentially and you create a negotiable instrument as per the laws of creating a negotiable instrument. It's super fucking easy. It's like okay. the the rules for a negotiable instrument are like there has to be a specific and exact amount of money. Uh, there, there has to be, it has to be like clearly delineated in the negotiable instrument, whether or not it's going to be collected now or collected later. There's like really, really simple things. And then you have to sign it. That's, that's the most important part without the signature. It's not a negotiable instrument. And then you mail that thing in. Now, this is where liens come in because the problem is, is that they're going to pretend as though, uh, none of this is real, Right. Now, the problem is that when they do that, they're breaking the law, right? And when they break the law, there's literally uh, uh, penalties that come with that. So when you lean them, what you're doing is you're, is you're basically putting a lien on them for the penalties associated with them not following the law. Mm. So when you, write the, when you write the conditional acceptance, you basically put in there, I've enclosed a negotiable instrument for $100,000. You know, I, I try to be most of the people who are writing these these conditional acceptances, they write them from a very combative uh, 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 arena. Very combative. I mean, like, fuck you, motherfucker. You've got 14 days. I'm coming for your kids. Fuck you. I got guns. Like, it's almost it's almost that. Now, that's the part where I think a lot of the failure and a lot of the trouble comes from. So what I do is is. Uh, the the one thing that I've sort of delivered to this entire body of technology that I think is really unique is is I make the whole thing fun and and kind of silly and I enclose Polaroid f- photos of me in like goofy outfits and shit <laughs> and I write the whole thing in a way where it's like oh my god you're amazing thank you for processing my negotiable instrument I have I have enclosed a a, a Polaroid of me in a pickle outfit I yeah. really hope that you love it I hope that you can talk with all your friends in the payment area about it and I even wrote one letter one time where it was like hey you know that girl you've had your eye on and you wanted to fuck for the past two years this is your chance brother I'm gonna wing you all the way to the fucking end zone you know what I mean like yeah. take this picture go talk to her bro I'm I'm with you you know what I mean so so you make the whole thing kind of more fun and exciting and not this hostile, I'm going to kill you and your family. I can't wait to watch them bleed out kind of a, that's a lot of what you see in this area, right? So what you're doing is, is you're writing a conditional acceptance. You're giving them a negotiable instrument to discharge all of the amount of money. You you list the laws, the state that they have to accept the negotiable instrument. And then you let them know if they don't want to do this and they want to play games, uh, you know, you you know the laws and you know the penalties associated with breaking the law, and you will be leaning them for these specific amounts if if they do not follow the law exactly as the law is stated. And that is the the full package of of a conditional acceptance. Then in thirty or sixty days, the thing is though, if you threaten to lean them for these things and they play games, you have to actually file the lien. And this is the part where a lot of my research is at right now. My my research is really mainly at the enforcement end of this whole thing, right? Okay. How do you how do you twist their arm? You know, and 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 it, a lot of it's emotional because you're not twisting their arm and then they say, okay, okay, and then you break it. 
You twist their arm, and then they go, okay, 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 and then you let go. Yeah, they're tapping out. They're yeah. tapping out. You, you, you know, in UFC, when someone taps out, you don't see them fucking elbow them in the fucking skull as soon as they tap out. A lot of times, especially the guys who have more respect, they, they, they'll pick them up with the hand, shake their hand. You know, in the old martial arts, you'd have the bowing, you know, mm-hmm. thank you for fighting me. I've learned something during this experience. It's, it's a martial art. The definition mm. of the word martial is war. Martial art literally means the art of war. Yeah, That's yeah. the definition, right? So, so it's the art of war. It's the martial art of combat in law, which is you, you, you find out what the law is. You make them accept it in a way that's very, very non-combative. It's just like it's straight out of Sun Tzu's book. You know, yeah, don't, yeah. Get, don't get into fights that, you know, you can't win. You know, know thy enemy. You know, it's all these same ideas in law. It's all the same shit. So then at that point, you file a lien or, or you know, just by threatening the lien, if they know you're going to do it, a lot of times at that point, they will acquiesce. But if they don't respond in 30 or 60 days, that's it. Your mortgage is gone. Your tickets are gone. Uh, your, your car payment's gone. Everything gone, 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 gone. And so what if they do respond in 30 to 60 days? Can you do it again? They have to respond to each individual point in the affidavit to discharge the affidavit. The only other way they can discharge it is through a jury trial. Okay. So if they want to take you to trial for for a jury trial, I mean, in my opinion, you should treat the entire conditional acceptance as a jury trial. In my opinion, that's how I do it. So you, you I pretend as though I'm already in a jury trial. And I'm, I put, I want to know all the definitions of all the words. I want to know all the laws. I want to know everything. And I boo and I put it all together and I have evidence and I have this and I have little tabbies sometimes. And I have the, 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 the Polaroid. I mean, I, I, I do it like that because, because I kind of enjoy this kind of stuff, obviously. But if you, you don't have to necessarily go that crazy with it. (laughs) The whole point is, is that if you treat it like a jury trial, they're never, ever, ever going to call a jury trial on you. I mean, they're not going to do it anyways, frankly, but, but they're, they're just going to acquiesce. Fuck it. Here's your, here's your house. Like, fuck it. There's no way we're going to even try. That's yeah. Cause they don't care about a hundred thousand dollars at the end of the day. Really. They don't care about millions of dollars. They don't care about anything because the thing is, is that the, the way it works is when you learn what a negotiable instrument really, really is in law, when you, when you, when you took your pen and there was the mortgage paperwork on the desk. And you took your pen and you went like this and you signed it. The moment your signature was completed, that application form was now a negotiable instrument. So what they do is they take the negotiable instrument. It's now worth $860,000. They turn around. They give it to the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve takes it. It now becomes part of the public debt. And then the Federal Reserve gives the bank $860,000 in Federal Reserve notes. Yeah, yeah. They turn around and they give you your own Federal Reserve notes that you just created out of thin air. You created it at interest. That's true. So what happens is is that in that moment, you you can ask them, where is the equal consideration? Where where is what did you bring to the table that equals me paying you for the next 30 years? And they you you would ask the, the lender that. Yeah. And the bank, the bank physically cannot answer the fucking question. It is, it is physically impossible to answer that question because there never was equal consideration. So there's that's a single what makes... mortgage on the, in the entire fucking world where there's equal consideration. There's not one, not one anywhere. 
Okay, so going back to what you were saying about the the whole idea of being able to get out of your mortgage, if you ask about equal consideration, that would be a point that they cannot answer, they cannot and therefore, answer. therefore, you're you're out of your mortgage agreement. So, so the the actual contract itself dissolves Boy. as if it never existed in, in the first place. Very interesting. Wow. Yeah, and it's so simple when you put it like that. Obviously, I can't go out and do this tomorrow. I would need to learn some things. But yeah, this is uh, incredibly interesting, man, because you, you you hear people coming about this and it ju- it just doesn't make sense. It really doesn't make sense the way that I've heard it broken down before. Yeah, this does, in fact, make sense, though, for sure. Yeah. Um, so what you're doing is you're saying you're saying, look, boys, man, I really appreciate you guys. You guys are awesome. Like, thank you so much for helping me with this whole thing. I love my new house. This is amazing. Um, I just. And I'm willing to accept the conditions of the original contract that we had signed. I mean, really, it's not a problem. I'm super excited about it. But due to some recent things that I've learned, I'm a little bit afraid that there might be some fraud here. I could be crazy. I could be totally crazy. <laughs> but I would just like to just you know clear the air. I, I don't want to get involved in any fraud. I know you guys don't want to get involved in any fraud. So I just need you guys to just prove a few things for me, and then we can be on our merry way. And I will, I'll be more than happy to pay this or, or anything. After you sign it. That's the conditional acceptance. I just described to you the conditional acceptance. This could be 10 years after you signed your mortgage. It could be 20 years. After, it could be tomorrow. It could be the same day you signed your It could be any time. That's, that's the flow. The flow, the emotional tone is, is, is whoa, you know, hey, I, I learned about some stuff recently. I, I, I know you guys would never be involved in fraud, but man, I am just, I want to make sure I'm not involved in fraud because, you know, I don't want to be involved. I know you guys don't want to be involved. So, hey. If you guys could just help me clean this up, we can all just move on with our lives. I'd love to give you guys your next payments on this mortgage. All I need is just, you know, just we got to clear up a few things. If you guys could clear this up for me, boy, I really appreciate it. You guys are awesome. Here's a Polaroid. Love you guys. Uh, and and they're fucked. They're completely fucked. They can't take you to court. They can't get you into a courtroom. There's no dishonor. There's no justiciable controversy. They can't prove any of it. It's in the form of an affidavit. So it's a legal document. You you send copies of the affidavit to the secretary to the uh, the attorney general of the state and also the United States attorney general, so they actually sign as witnesses to the fucking conditional acceptance. The lender is completely fucked, dude. Like uh. co- like it's like taking them out back and and just shooting them in the head because they're like rabid dogs that need to be put down. That's what you're doing. Well, yeah. I mean, is there any is there any type of mortgage that this doesn't work for at all? Like HUD absolutely housing, not. Absolutely HUD housing, not. all that. Absolutely stuff? not. Now, if a friend of yours or or someone that you that you didn't really know that well or a private lender actually gave you real fucking money that they actually possessed. And they actually took their own actual real money. And they put it into the escrow for you when you when you financed your home. You, that that's equal consideration, hundred percent. There's no way you're going to be able to get out of that contract. But the fraudulent aspect of how the banks turn the application into a negotiable instrument, and then trade the negotiable instrument without you knowing the terms and conditions of the agreement. That's the the key part that you put the key in, you turn it, and pff, it's gone. Okay, that is the crux. 
Yeah. So like, like in my instance, my, my mom and dad helped me get my house here, right? We we're making payments on it. I'm making payments on it, but they helped me with the down payment. This is still a possible thing for. So, so whatever the banks put into, to, to the escrow, that part would be dischargeable uh, based off of non-equal consideration. The the gotcha. the part that you owe your parents would not be dischargeable based off of equal consideration because they actually had physical money that yeah. they physically transferred. They so so the definition of equal consideration is that both parties have to suffer a detriment, and both parties have to give something of value. And the other mm. part that's a little bit complicated is both parties have to consider the consideration to be valuable for it to be defined as consideration. If I give you a boat and you, you don't, I don't want a fucking boat by definition, we don't have a contract. And that's also very complicated because, because if I give you a boat and I'm like, I gave him a fucking boat and, and you're, Ryan's like, I don't fucking want a boat. I'm just fucking things in my yard. It's fucking huge. It's, it's I live in Arizona. Come on. Yeah. That boat, by definition in law, is not consideration because consideration has to be considered consideration by both parties. And people can be like, oh, well, I'll just I'll just consider, uh, you know, that my mom gave me 20 grand. Uh, it wasn't ever consideration. So it's not because it doesn't quite work like that. That's that's kind of an asshole move. Like, fuck you. If someone thinks that you're <laughs> fucking you have like mental issues. Uh, but 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 in all honesty. That that's the, the it really contract. The, the, the definition of a contract has like 10 different points that I cover in my course, right? But the main one that you can pretty much nail anybody on is, is, is two different points. The first one is, is the equal consideration. That one is just, you can wipe out almost anything with that one point alone, right? Okay. The second point is there has to be a meeting of the minds and there has to be very, very open communication about the terms and conditions. There can't be any secret hidden Blah, blah, blah. And almost everything has a lot of that, especially with, when it involves banks or the government. So those two points alone can pretty much annihilate every single contract, every single government agency, every single internal revenue code, every single uh, creditor bank, uh, lending company. All these people can be wiped out with almost no effort just by knowing just this little tiny bit. But then in my course, I teach you like, I give you the moon and the stars to go with it. So it's, it's kind of, it's, it's a lot because I don't think you should just learn a teeny tiny bit and then move forward. You, yeah. should, you should be, you should be armed to the fucking teeth. You should be like Batman, bro. Like you should be like falling off a building and you thought like 15 years ago, maybe one day I'd fall off a building. So I've had this fucking thing right here for 15 years that I never used. Grab that thing. Boom. You're, 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 you're good to go. Yeah. That's how I think it should be. Well, you're going against, I mean, you know, to use your analogy, you're going against every freaking comic book villain out there. You're going against yeah. the biggest mob in the world. So, yeah, you need all the information. You can't just, you know, learn a little bit. Now, your goal, as you said, is to get everyone out there in the United States to do this. And then, you know, maybe around the world, because there's uh, the United States isn't the only country that operates this way. Um, You have your site. What's your site again? Plug that real fast. One stupid fuck dot com. Spelled out too, not the number one o n e o n e one stupid fuck dot com. Yeah, I love that dude. That's awesome. And then <laughs> you have you have free courses as you mentioned. Do you have paid courses? And if so, what are what's the uh, 
I have no paid courses. I have no intention to make paid courses. I'm trying to, like I said, I, I'm I'm not necessarily so so. I am looking for like big, huge clients right now. Uh, I'm looking to get into international finance, international banking, private international banking is very sexy to me. Uh, that's kind of where I would like to go. So I'm working on that. Uh, if someone came to me and they're like, "Hey, I, I have a, 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 a an enterprise of a whole bunch of different companies, and I have twenty thousand people on my payroll, and I want to." privatize the whole motherfucking thing front to back i would be like uh yes we definitely need to sit down and talk that's kind of like what i'm looking for something kind of in that arena uh that would be so that none of those employees would have to pay tax you're saying no and the and the company would not pay any taxes on be they wouldn't match so the employees wouldn't be paying taxes and the company wouldn't be matching those taxes. The company would no longer be under the UCC. The company would no longer be under the United States Code. Uh, the company would no longer be under the Code of Federal Regulations. The code, uh, the company would be completely privatized. It wouldn't even have to report any income. It wouldn't mm. have to report anything. It wouldn't have to report to any uh, uh, employment agencies. No employment laws have anything to do with the corporation anymore. It's not a corporation anymore. It, it would be a, a, a private trust type of a situation or a, a private membership association, something like that. And and when you have those kinds of situations, it's completely outside of the jurisdiction of government. Government, it's as if it's literally located in and run by a, an interplanetary race from a different solar system. <laughs> Does this kind of work worry you at all? Do you get a little nervous at any, any like any time? No. No. I, I used to at the beginning, uh, but not now because the, the more I learn – it's just every day. It's just more, more evidence, man. Every single day. It's just like, and now it's like, at first it was like, I had one gun that I thought maybe could jam on me. So I wasn't sure. Yeah. yeah. And now it's just like, got an I'm arsenal. like, oh, it's a fucking arsenal. dude. I can't even, it's ungodly. It's so crazy. So do you have everyone that, you know, like your friends, your family, yourself, everyone's set up this way? To where they're independent from the U.S. government? No, some people are, some people aren't, because I I make everybody learn all this stuff for themselves. Because yeah. I don't, I'm not trying to. If, if if I were to do all this stuff for somebody else, I'm sort sure. of creating a slave to me. Because then, whenever anything happens, who do they run to? Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's not even that. It's it's you're you're just obligated to have to to help. It's I mean. Yeah, yeah, I know. I get what you're saying, man. You're it's kind just, of chaining, uh, you're kind of shackling yourself to these people in a way, right? Yeah. So what I do is I basically have the free course. I have all my information. I make them go through the whole thing on their own. And then at the end of all of that, I talk to them and make sure that they're really tracking and they really get it. And if they really, really get it and they're really, really tracking, I will assist them by pointing them in the right direction as needed to get them to their next step of what they want to do. Like here, read this, check this out. That kind exactly. of exactly, exactly. Fill out this form and mail it here. This is what you're going to do next. So, so it's a, it's a situation where I don't have to worry about this person, you know, coming running at me crying and all this kind of stuff later on. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and I always tell everybody on my website as well as all through my course that if you don't feel comfortable, don't take action. It's that simple. Yeah. Well, yeah, man. I mean, uh, we can get wrapping up here shortly. I, I, I'm real curious. I mean, obviously, you're very good at 
you know, saving money and making sure that you're not just throwing money at a government that's not representing you and all this stuff. If you don't mind me asking, man, what do you do? How, how, you know, if you're not charging money doing this, how do you uh, actually get the money so that you can save it? Like how, what are you in any kind of line of work? Uh, yeah, I, I, I specialize in, in building like really advanced marketing and sales networks, like systems basically. But I I took over this landscaping company. I get money from that. I have clients that I build out marketing and sales systems for and that kind of thing. But, but right now I'm really just trying to focus on, on building all this stuff. And once you understand negotiable instruments and when you, once you understand banking, you can actually basically print money legally. And that's kind of where I'm at right now i'm i'm basically once you understand the laws and everything well enough you can actually get a loan you can discharge the loan and then you can actually send an invoice to the bank for your services for creating the money for them by signing their paperwork and then you can actually lien them if they don't pay your invoice you can actually get paid for taking money wow and that's kind of where i'm at right now that's kind of like the zone that i'm researching very heavily at this exact moment in time that's beautiful dude that's wild that's yeah. very very interesting good for you man that's, that's, that's <laughs> obviously you worked your ass up to get to that point yeah it's a ton of knowledge and everything so i mean it's not like you're you got lucky or anything this is uh it sounds like a years and years of research am i right 10 20 years i mean how long are we are we looking into this stuff no no i mean i i was like uh i started researching all this stuff really really heavily uh september of last year shit okay so a year of research got a you year. to this point yeah and and with my course i've i've condensed uh that that year into about two months not not quite a year probably about eight months of research in about two months a month and a half eight eight months of research into a month and a half mm. that's how far i've gotten it with my course so in a month and a half you can learn pretty much everything i learned the first eight months i've been doing this wow okay yeah, man, it sounds incredible. Um, I'm definitely hoping that that more people will get involved in that. Um, I'm in no rush to get out of here. I know that we started 30 minutes late on my on my end. That was my bad. Um, is there anything else that you feel people should know before? I mean, obviously, we'll be talking again shortly, hopefully pretty soon. Um, but anything, you know, to kind of sum up this conversation, any any pieces um, that we can throw out here? This this whole subject is basically, in my opinion, it's a unified whole that has many different subsections, right? So people always contact me about like wanting a four or a five-star passport because they want diplomatic immunity, stuff like that. Mm. That's great. That's cool. And I teach you how to do that in my free course. The problem is, is that is that if you do that, but you're still uh you haven't handled the irs and you and you have a marriage license which is another contract that contracts you into the state and you have all these other things going on you 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 really have to i always studying liens and and this kind of thing i'm i'm realizing what i'm realizing is you want to have your own house in order you want to have you want to be operating out of trusts all your banking all your assets are all in trusts everything's in a in different trusts right and how you structure those trusts and blah 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 blah. you've got your passport situation fully straightened out you've got your driver's license fully straightened out if you've got a marriage license which is fucked when you learn what that contract is you you're gonna you got to get rid of that thing you got to do you got to do all the stuff you got to handle the irs you handle your tax situation i just sent in a whole bunch of paperwork two days ago to the social security administration to handle that contract 
So you have all these contracts that you're involved in, and you want to basically get your own house in order before you move on the offensive. Because okay. once you once you move on the offensive, you're you're sort of you don't want to have any kinks in your armor, so to speak, right? And I think when it comes to the sovereign citizen movement, which is yeah, yeah. Like we talked about, it's fucking ridiculous. I think what happens is a lot of these guys they're dumb as fuck, and they're coming off a of meth. And and they <laughs> and they they learn about liens and they just start running. Get excited. And they just lean everybody and they lean the cop and they lean the judge and their own house is literally just a burning building, and they just they just come down on the guy and it's just so fucking easy to wipe him out and then he's gone and then they make a press release out of him and they make him into an example of why well, you don't do this kind of stuff right and scare people away from it yeah and scare people away from it so 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 studying for a long long period of time very quietly and then and then learning enough to get your own house in order and then beginning that journey which is sort of like level 2 level 1 is quiet studying level 2 is getting your own house in order and then level 3 is offense Okay. Offense and enforcement. Offense and enforcement. That's what I would say. So, and is that when you win the game? Is when you get to level three? Is there like higher? Yeah. yeah. You can win the game at level two. You can send conditional acceptances that do not have any threats of lean. They don't have any claims of lean. Anything. I. It, it's it's hit or miss. Uh, I've had a lot of people who are like have success with it. I've had a lot of people who haven't had success with it. I didn't start getting really, really clear, defined results until I started putting claims of lien. I haven't even filed a fucking lien yet. I've got two or three that I'm working on right now that are definitely getting filed. <laughs> but but I haven't actually filed anything yet because I haven't had to. I've already I was literally about to file one and then I got a letter from a law firm just a few days ago. I put it on my website, I put the letter on my website that literally states we have made the business decision to not only uh, uh, not come after you for this debt, but we're also not going to report it. And that was that was a response to my claim of lien. Incredible. And that was $177,000 that was discharged. To you? To, to me. dollars $177, $177, Shit, dude, I'm getting excited because I'm about to sell my uh, Charizard Pokemon card, and I'm trying to figure out if it's worth three hundred or ten thousand. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck I've got here. That's wild, dude. Good for you. That is yeah. that is incredible. And yeah, yeah. I, I would like to uh, like to learn a lot more for sure. Well, dude, I hope that we can talk in a couple of days. Um, this would be, uh, I think that my buddies would be very, very interested in this. They know more about this stuff than I do, man. I'm kind of like the dummy when it comes to this stuff. I thought that it sounded like a bunch of bullshit from like the ways that I've heard it. Like you said, the sovereign citizen idea. I've heard that so many times and it never made sense to me. And when, when I see that flag behind you, I'm told that's a sovereign citizen flag. That's obviously not what that is. No. So this flag is basically uh, way, way back in the day. There was two different flags. There was the uh, peacetime civil flag. And then there was the war flag, which is like the flag that states that you're at war. The one that you see everywhere in America the That's war the flag. war flag, right? And then and then there's a, a yellow fringe that goes around it, which actually means martial law mm -hmm. war flag, right? Now, in my course, I have a whole video on flags, and I actually take you through the original army declassified manual that covers the different types of flags, the positioning of the flags, the colors of the flags, what they mean. The civil peace flag's not in that book, but just the idea of there's so many different 
varieties of flags and positions of flags and what they mean, it really kind of opens up your mind to the fact that this is an entire technology. Flags is an entire technology, okay? It's a, it's a communication technology. That's what flags are, right? This flag means I'm not at war. I'm at peace. Leave me alone. I'm not involved in your war, you foreign people, basically. Wow. Right? Now, legally speaking, what people don't realize is if you fly an American war flag in front of your home, what you're saying legally is you're saying I'm involved in this war. And any military units that are involved in fighting this war are welcome to garrison inside my home if they need it. And you're also down to like throw your tax dollars at that war. You're down for all the things that come along with that war, the bloods on your hands, so to speak. To some degree. Yeah. That's, that's what that flag actually means. This flag means the polar opposite of that. That you're just a, a, an American, uh, you know, free from the corporation. You don't call yourself an American. Uh yeah, I mean Americans fine. I mean, oh, okay. you know, there there's two Americas. Sure, the corporation and then the independent state, right? Exactly. Now the way it's supposed to work and the way it's going to work in the future is that the states have all the power, and everybody knows this. This yeah, is yeah. not you know. So Ten the states, minutes. yeah. So the states have all the power. Okay, and and they're essentially the main governmental body. And then from there, it goes down, 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 down to the city and the city. Really, the city should have the most, most power in their area in terms of jurisdiction and law creation, because they're the one that they know what's going on in their area better than anybody else does. And then the power structure actually goes down, 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 down as you go higher on the scale. That's how it's supposed to work, right? And then you have the federal corporation, which is the District of Columbia, when you clear up the word federal in in Black's law, the definition of federal means it, it has to do with like behavior and communication and flow between the states, right? So what the federal c- corporation is supposed to be doing is it's supposed to be delivering valuable services to the states in relation to state-to-state commerce and, and state-to-state communication and facilitation. That's what the federal corporation is supposed to be doing. But instead, the federal corporation has filed sub-corporations called State of California. Like, for example, when you sign a document and it says, I am a resident of State of California, and State of California is in all capital letters, what you're actually signing is that you're a resident of the private for-profit corporation called State of California, Mm -hmm. which is located in the District of Columbia. The wow. private for the private for profit. What state are you in? Arizona. So state of Arizona, which I'm positive you've signed documentation stating this. I'm sure, I have. When you state when you sign the document, it says I'm a resident of state of Arizona. It's in all capital letters, or the state is capitalized. What you're saying is I am a resident of the location of the private corporation known as state of Arizona, which is located in a filing cabinet in Washington, DC. So then if I sign that with my signature, I mean, is there a way that you sign that to where you're not bound by that? Or is that like a, is that a technicality that comes in? If you have to fight that thing, then you would say, no, this isn't like where I'm at. I don't live in that file cabinet. You can kill the contract. You can amend the contract. You can, you can, you can cross it out and change it and sign it. And a lot of these places, they'll just accept it. And then they think you're fucked 
And then later on, they try to pull some shit on you. Say, hey, pull that, pull that document out, brother. Let's see it. Mm. And they pull it out. And there's a big old fucking cross across that shit. And it says, I received mail at this address. I do not live here. I'm not a resident here. I do that shit all the time. And they just fucking accept it. <laughs> wow. Man, it sounds so easy. It sounds so, so easy. fucking easy, bro. Oh, it's so fucking easy, bro. It's so fucking easy. You have no idea. It's like, it's like just, you're just yawning. You're just yawning doing this. Shit. <laughs> well, good for you for figuring this out, man. I, I really want to uh, hopefully, I mean, not only myself get into this stuff and, and, you know, do it for myself because yeah, dude, I, I mean, the way that things have been ran really since the beginning, but you know, recently it's really coming to light. The, the bullshit that we're seeing is yeah. wild. I yeah. feel very little pride, uh, you know, in my country and my government really. And I mean, you know, I, I'm, proud of the veterans and proud of you know the people that live here but man the government which is a representative unfortunately it seems like they're supposed to be but they're not but you know on the world stage dude we see this and it's just a an awful representation of us dude and it's it's very hard to see joe biden up there saying that he's like black one day and mexican the other and then writing with both hands and you know native american whatever the hell he's saying he, he is at that given you know stage and being like, yeah, that's my president. You know, I'm proud. I'm proud of this stuff. I'm I'm happy to pay taxes. It's a shit show, man. And so, um, yeah, this is incredibly interesting. I can't thank you enough, Brandon, for popping on. And hell yeah, and man, this, dude. Uh, hopefully, we'll talk again, and you can drop some more knowledge because this is a start to something very, very interesting in my in my journey to uh, you know learn about this stuff. But anything that you want to plug before we get out of here, real quick? If you kill your mortgage, let me know. Let's have a party. Dude, I will, man. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll get shit faced or something. I don't know if you drink, man, but we will drink online, uh, dude. I don't know no, what I would do. Come out to California, man. We'll have a mortgage burning party. That's hey, go. dude. Yeah, I would. I would be so happy. Nothing would make me happier, Brandon. But I love it. All right, man. Yeah, dude. Until next time, man. Everyone, check out Brandon Williams' work, man. This is awesome stuff. Thanks so much, dude. You're welcome, man. Thank you. Take care, guys.